We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Today it's just me, boss, and Nick. Yep. Uh, you, Nick, and Nick. You, me, and me, and two Nicks. Two Nicks. Nicks. Well, Nick we put them in the middle and get a a Nick Oreo. Corny. That, lame, oh, right? Jesus. that was horrible. You want me to edit that out? I will. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Swing start over. Start over. Swing uh, but today we just wanted to kind of have an open conversation about the UFC because in the past, like, I would say year and a half, two years, we've become big fans of the UFC, particularly us three. And we just attended 220. Very you true. Know what I'm mm. Very lit. Very lit. I got to say, um, I feel like of all our friends, I was one of the first. To be down with UFC. You were from the extent that I remember the Mexico trip that you always talk yeah, about with yeah. Tim. Well, that was the first time. 2010, spring break. Oh, uh, yeah. I went there. And that's why I'm down with GSP till the end. Because he was the <laughs> first guy. He was headlining with Dan Hardy. Hardy had the red mohawk going. And one of my friends, this kid George that we were on the trip with, he was like how we are about football. That's how he was for, for UFC. And this is... You know, eight years ago. Yeah. Crazy eight years ago. Wow. Yeah, That's how long I know Tim, ago. too. Shout out to Tim. Shout out. Um, so I saw that, and he was like, yo, this guy GSP is the truth. And I was at this bar, and everybody was glued to the TV. And it's also that other stat that I've told you about, boss, how if you bring 10, 10 people to watch MMA for the first time, watch a UFC pay-per-view, 30% of them, so three of them become fans. No other sport has that kind of turnaround. And why is that? Football, right? They're trying to eliminate as much hitting and violence as possible. There's a there's a hunger for violence and fighting. Yo, Dana White one time said that if you were to have four things going on, right? You had game seven of the NBA finals. You had a World Cup match. And then you had the Super Bowl. And then a fight broke out in the stands, right? 
everybody's gonna take out their phones record the fight yeah. for there's sure just something there's a hunger for violence yeah it's a, there's a, the animalistic part of humans they exactly see it, yeah. and and the ufc provides that for you what's mm-hmm. what's more violent than just two guys locked in a cage slugfest may the best man win for last sure. man standing that's a real last man standing match not the not the wrestling <laughs> A ten count out, but yo, that's that's when I first got exposed to to UFC, and ever since then I've just been down. I always like loosely watched it, didn't really know anything about it, didn't know anyone's name, and then the one, and then it was the Aldo Connor fight that got me into it. Yo, I was gonna say the same thing. I remember, like, I same thing. I watched it loosely, and like, for me, it would be like a social thing to do. Where yeah. where Nick or Eric, you know, Eric's been into MMA for a little bit longer than us, I'd say. All right. And uh, I don't know, just our friends as a group, we'd be looking at something to do, like, yo, Beer Garden showing the fights tonight, like, fucking fights, of course, you, you'd be down to go watch fights, so, mm-hmm. whatever, let's all go to the Beer Garden, nice area, you know, a big crowd, nice crowd, let's go watch the fights and have some drinks. And that was, like, what I did for for a couple of years, and then the, the McGregor-Aldo card, I was like, yeah, I kind of, like, McGregor is big time at this point already, it was UFC, I think, 200 or 190. I, I don't even think he was, I just think it was... Aldo was someone who was just undefeated for like 10 fucking years. Like he, he was, was a legend, though. A long layoff, too, at this time. And it's just yeah, like, two years Tim McGregor, the big fighter, like, who's here now on the rise, and he, he's here to make his, you know, See, I always impression. See, I always say this about Conor McGregor. When he fought Aldo, he wasn't even, like, I don't even think he deserved to fight him yet. You know what I mean? Like, he just talked his way into that. Because it wasn't like he was beating the shit out of these legends yeah. That's or whatever. That's the brilliance of McGregor. No, it like, is. It is. Like, it is. And I mean, he fucking knocked him out in 13 seconds. And too. that too, but I'm talking about his mouth. Like, he, he for even after he beat Aldo for the title, where he got the lightweight title fight on, what, he he just jumped everyone just in the division? Yeah, it. exactly. Like, well, because that, it's going to sell tickets. Well, right before we started recording this, I was telling you guys a story about what Dana White said about him. He, he went to see Conor McGregor and meet McGregor. And he had one of the Frida Fertitta brothers. Uh, I butchered their name before, but the guys that owned the UFC prior to them selling it, he they left the meeting, and and Dana White told them, "Yo, I don't know if this dude could fight or if he's going to be any good, but if he can, this guy's going to be a megastar because he could fight. He has charisma. He has swag. Uh, he can talk too, right? And he sells. He's he's a promoter. He he could sell his fight." When he's going over there and he's telling, you know, people are cursing him out and to Jeremy Stevens, he's like, yo, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. It's who you know, the fuck is that yeah. guy? Who the fuck is that, that guy? Or, or he, he's a showman, too. They're in Brazil and he grabs the belt from Aldo and he's yeah, putting yeah. it in his face. He's telling them in Brazilian that you're going to die. In the octa- they, they put up a, a, a video of how Aldo, before and after, McGregor told him that. His career has been on a downhill since. <laughs> It's it's just crazy, but he's a showman and he sells fights. Nah. Yeah, it's funny because like like I said, that was probably the first card. I was like, yo, I kind of want to. I like the like just right. watch like being in the beer garden, which is, you know, if you ever want to watch an event in New York City, all of New York City, I recommend beer garden. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot of. It's a diverse crowd from each side of whatever sporting event you're going to. And you see it all. So there were a ton of Irish fans there that night, along with Brazilians. I mean, yeah, it's there were a ton of Brazilians. Queens yeah. is the melting pot of yeah, like yeah. the world at this point. And there was fans of both sides. Yo, McGregor knocks him out in 13 seconds. I looked to my right. I had money on Aldo. You had money on McGregor. Yeah, yeah. With Espo, dude, uh, an Irish dude picked me up and kissed me yeah, like, on the yo. cheek. He's like, "Ah, oh, my like, Connor, let's go!" Hype. They're hanging from the poles. I'm sitting in my seat. Yeah, they jump on the light poles. They were going ham. They're swinging the flag. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yo, this is." 
very passionate type like thing. Like I'm kind of like into this now. Like I, I fuck with this type of like crowd and the reaction, even as a casual fan, I'm like, yo, I want to be a part of this, you know, whatever. So ever since then I started picking it up and shit. And like, I don't know. I watch every event now, whether it's a Fox card, like last night I, I subscribed to fight pass. Mm -hmm. That's like a hundred dollars for a year. So I told you, you know, I, yeah, you're I'm, committed to that. I'm into it. Like I, I, I'm all about it now. I'm watching fights when I'm at work, working overnight, past fights, historic fights. I don't know. I just love it. And there's a, it's funny because on the Northeast, there's a huge MMA scene here. So like Frankie Edgar mm -hmm. is from the Northeast, Jersey. from Jersey, right down the road in Tom's River. Uh, Marlon Moraes, who's recently in the UFC, is from the same gym as him. Uh, then you got like the Tiger Showman's guys, Jimmy Rivera, Shane Burgos and them. Like if you asked me this months ago or like a year ago, I couldn't name any of these guys. I don't right. know who they are. But now I'm like fully invested into this like you know all that and our local guy jared mm -hmm. or shout out friend of the podcast got his you know his tickets to the ufc after a pretty fucking professional regional career mm -hmm. and uh you know it's just i don't know i'm just like into it because there's so many re so much regional talent even long island like aljo who got devoured in his last fight yeah Colin chris Lee. weidman who's a former champion from mm -hmm. long island I don't know. It's like every time you look, there's always a fighter who you can relate to who's from like the tri-state area. And I don't know. I, I fuck with it. Barbo Edson Barbosa is from fights out of New Jersey now out of the same gym as Edgar. So let me ask you. So because this past year, the ratings went down because, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. There was no no Rousey and no Conor McGregor this year, which are the money fights, the big fights. Everyone knows those names now because those are like the superstars of the yeah. UFC. It made it what it is. Yeah. To, well, to, to the general public, those are the big they're the money getters. They're the big names. Right. right? Not necessarily the best fighters. Yeah. John Jones did fight in 2017. That's what draws the people like me in a, yeah, a yeah. year and a half ago, two years ago, like those names. I'm yeah. Like, right, I'm, down, I'm down. But now, now if John Jones is on the card, you'd be amped, even though he's, granted, he's one of the more popular names, but he's not on the same level. At least I don't think. I wouldn't put him with McGregor and Rousey as far as. He's also popular for the wrong reasons. I yeah. honestly think, though, uh, like I may be reaching here. I, mean, I don't think it's a reach, but I think I could see how people would say it was. The whole Cormier, John Jones thing, I think was. Not as big as McGregor, but it's one of the also the main reasons that the UFC got national exposure. I think. Because no, yeah, they people they people had a likes, good riff, and they they were fighting at the thing. You know, that was a huge yeah, thing they ran yeah, on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Vegas, the first bout when he face bombed they, yeah, they, the fucking whole yeah. stage went down and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, the backdrop. Like that was big. Apart. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Like they had really good fights, but. Um, do you think that I mean because you know we're seeing that the ratings went down, whatever? Do you think? that the UFC is just kind of one of these sports that is not one that you're going to like invest in like that, like how you are, or is it just kind of like for the most part to the majority of people, it's kind of like a passing thing. Like I'll watch it if it's on. See, I think for the UFC, I think the crazy thing like for me and for you too, like you said that fight drew you in and it, right. and it ended in, in 13 seconds. brutal fashion mm -hmm. so quickly and knockout like dude was yeah aldo it was one shot and nick told me i think it was yesterday the day before he goes my favorite knockouts are the one shot kill and, and the fighters well yeah my favorite off. my favorite knockouts are how many times you see a guy get knocked down to the ground and then people jump on him and then it's like a couple hits and then the ref stop nah my favorite knockouts are when the one it's, shot it's kill. a night course right away like mark hunt he does that all the time like yeah. he hits you and it's a it's a walk-off well, like it's was, a wrap but I'm that was the the McGregor one. Yeah. That was the McGregor all doing. That drew me in. And now, like, at the time, McGregor was on the rise, like we said. And for now, there's not really that name that 
that's in the media or can talk like he does and that you want to see. So like Tony Ferguson is just like, you know, he's, he's cool. He wears his sunglasses everywhere and you know, he doesn't really have much of a personality, whatever. Khabib, he has his hat. That's a cool game. You know, like I, I like that. Like it, that makes him like he distinguishes himself. Yeah, with he that. stands out when it's an interview. You're like, right. oh, that's that guy. Yeah, he I walks know. into weigh-ins. He puts his hat on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's wearing his hat, you know, for the rest oh, in of the, the, in the post post-fight interviews in or the, in the post-fight too, interviews yeah. too. Yeah, he does that too. So I mean, that's cool. Like that's how you kind of like make yourself a, a name, uh, you know, a company name, and you know, in the sense of that. But there's not with those two names, Rousey and McGregor, away from the game for the time being. There's really not that name out there that that draws the casual fan in to, oh, I want to go out and watch that fight. You know, like McGregor, I was like, I know who that is. Of course I want to yeah, go out yeah, and watch yeah. that fight. Think of, I don't know, Holly Holm. I guess Cyborg, you know that name, which Cyborg. You, you know Cyborg if you watch like old UFC. But you also know Cyborg. You know, that, that pay-per-view that people thought she couldn't headline because of whatever reasons it was. Like the, the Cyborg Holm they thought was going to be a debacle it was the third highest rated pay-per-view. Mm. of the year so cyborg you know carries weight oh yeah she does because i mean she's a fucking monster and yeah. she just beats the shit out and of she everybody. devours people and that's what people want to see is like the casual I think fan also wants people, to see the finish i think people also gave holly home uh a slight chance because she and, is a boxer and, she was, and also she, they marketed it as, as this is like, well that too always draws ratings it's like oh the american guy is a brazilian dude right, or right, the, right. the guy from russia or some shit but also home they were selling the selling point was she altered rousey's career she's the one that went up against that force that no one could beat and she kick, beat her the heck kick that changed the game you see i i'm i find myself watching almost every pay-per-view i very rarely not attend a venue that has a pay-per-view you know like we'll either go to joey's crib or we'll go to the bar or something that's for every pay-per-view recently the last year or so a few things play into why I'm watching Fight Night or I'm watching prelims on the app, yeah. right? And that's, for me, it's the betting aspect and the daily fantasy. Also, Jared, our guy Jared. I have a rooting interest in a guy that's not a star yet. Granted, right. not everyone has the luxury of knowing somebody that's a professional in, in any sport. You know, it's it's you're talking about like the one percenters, they say, who are the ones that go professional in a certain sport. But I think that the gambling definitely helps it too. I mean, the there was one UFC card where you put a lineup in, in, in DFS, and it was a Fox card. And yeah, I was like, oh look at ago. yeah, I was like, yo, look at you go out of nowhere. Yeah, but it, it does it does get you it does generate a different interest in a sport. Obviously, when money's involved, for sure. Right, and I think that you know, the gambling helps, but and I, also look, the sport promotes the gambling too. Because at the f bottom of every, you know, it's it's oh, the fighter's yeah. name, oh, oh, it's their sure. height, weight, where they're from, and then at the bottom, what do you see? The last thing you see, Vegas odds, and and I, it tells you right away who's expected to win, who's expected to lose, yada yada. And John Anik, who usually calls the pay per views, is always on it. He's like, oh well, you know, they. He's like, who? I think he says, I think he does say Vegas. He's it, like, it says Vegas or, odds on or the bottom. He says too. odds makers or whoever yeah. it does says. He goes, yeah, they they think highly of this, and he mentions that like. You know, a couple minutes into the fight, he goes, they think highly of this guy like, yeah. by the odds. So John Anik definitely parlays. That's my guy for John sure. Is the truth. Dom Cruz. That also helps too, I feel like, when, you know, Fox, who had their TV deals right now, but right now it's Fox and stuff. 
they always UFC does a good job incorporating fight fighters, current fighters into their commentary. So like Cormier, who was phenomenal on commentary, by the way, but yeah. I can't stand in like yeah. as he's leading up to a fight. I think he's the biggest bitch in the world. Like I hate Cormier, you know, through and through. But his commentary, phenomenal. His play by play is phenomenal. Too. Dominic Cruz, another one. Paul Felder. I recently. think Felder's dope. I hit up Felder Eric during the St. Louis card, and I said, "Yo, this guy's gonna have a career post fighting." Right. The Yo, transitions could be easy for him there. Recently, like we went to AC, and Felder's another regional guy from Philadelphia. So he fought in the same promotion as Jared did, our friend from you know coming through the ranks, and he does a lot of his work. He honed his skills on CFFC, mm-hmm. you know, in ring and and during you know matches there and now he's gotten the gig with ufc yeah. now which is dope so it was cool because like last cffc fight me and eric were hanging out with cowboy cerrone because his training partner was fighting the main event that night and paul felder was there and like all those alumni always show out yeah, go and show paul love Fel- i mean not paul felder uh frankie edgar was cornering someone because that's from his gym is right up the block in tom's river Edson Barbosa was there this dude zoo on yanu who's the former heavyweight champion of the promotions in the ufc now mm. he was there so it's pretty dope, like, you know, seeing all these guys, and they're all down-to-earth dudes. I think prior – that's also, like, why I got into it, because prior to my engagement with UFC, like, becoming a fan, I think hockey was one of my more favorite sports and one of the more recent sports I got into, like, as a teenager, because players were so cool and relatable. Like, they would always Word, stop yeah, for you yeah. and stuff. And now, like, I started watching MMA and, like, going to these local events and – Yo, they're all sitting there with you. They're at the bar behind you in line. Yeah. Like, they're cool, cool fucking dudes and down to earth. And they're just, I don't know, they're easy to relate to. And they'll talk to you. They won't be like, oh, yeah, know, they don't forget yeah. you. Yo, Joe, what do you think? Do you think that the the fighter makes the card or the card is, like, you tune into a card even if you didn't know? Because I, I don't know. I feel a little different. Because here, I mean, uh, this is a sport that is clearly individual. It's, oh yeah, I think sure. it's I think it's the fighter that makes the card, yeah, honestly. But at the same time, if you're a fan of the sport, you're gonna tune at in at any anyway. point. This card can be made by random. Like there was a card that just passed. I forgot which one it was. I don't know off the top of my head. But the prelims were better than the actual card. They were incredible. And I, I don't, you know, necessarily know every single fighter on this card. But it was amazing. And now I know them. Yeah. For you know going out. forward and stuff like that. And you know. We're, we were talking about how the, the ratings dipped and, and whatever. It's because there's no Rousey, no Connor. These are elite, marketable. Like they, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how it happened with Rousey. Rousey was just great. She was on a streak, and people were like, "Who is this woman?" And blah blah blah. Uh, but Judo, I, bro, that's what happened. I think. I think there's just so many fighters, though. There's at least one fighter, <clears throat> one or two fighters, on every card that I'm interested in seeing. In every division, I'm looking. I'm looking right now through the the rankings. In every division, there's at least four fighters that I want to see. You know what I mean? If and chances are they're on one of the cards, defending their title or doing whatever. And I think that it's unfortunate that people like that only knockouts will get the credit for shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's greatness otherwise. Like Demetrius Johnson, that's a name that people who if they don't necessarily watch UFC don't know who that is and he's pound for pound the best fighter in the UFC and he's incredible to watch him fight it's like there's no holes in in whatever he does and watching him is truly remarkable and it's like you want to watch this guy fight and you want to see him fight but people would rather see you know Conor McGregor or I, I don't even know but there's a lot of people in the UFC that 
are great in their own right. Yeah. And I feel like if you just took the dive and were just like, you know what, I'm just going to watch every event. Like eventually you're going to be into it because there are stars here. They're just not getting the market because the and, casual fan just wants to see a KO. Yeah. And don't forget all these guys start from prelims. You know, yeah. when they first get into Yeah, and the they climb up. That's also and they, a fun thing to do. And it's fun. And, yo, think about it when you listen to music, right? When Drake first came out, I remember you you and Ippy used to be on Drake. Right. Like, yo, I listened to his mixtapes, and then he blew up. And there's something relatable about how, oh, he blew up, and I was down with him. You hear it all the time. Like, yeah, I was down yeah. with that band, or I was down with that rapper before they blew up, and now they blew up. It's the same thing with a fighter. You could look at it from that perspective, too. Jump on board with a guy that you see on a random Fox car fighting at 7 o'clock, where he's still on prelims. And then, you, I don't know, you get attached to their story. That's another thing that sells, too. For like, sure. Like our, I think our guy, Jared, his, even if I didn't know him, his story, if you hear his story, and if you haven't, it's on. we've done two episodes with the guy. His story is inc- incredible. It's crazy. That's something that you could be like, yo, I'm rooting for this guy. And bang, you have a rooting interest for them there, too. For right. Sure. And, and also, there's this guy, like, Another reason why you should just tune into every single card is because a star can be born at any moment in yeah. the sport. It's not like you have to have a crazy three seasons, or if someone has a, a crazy a great season in the NFL, yeah, you're like, yeah. can he even repeat it? Sophomore slump, sophomore slump, whatever. With this, it's like, you know, one moment. Brian, Brian Ortega, right? Yeah, hot dude right now, right? Coming up, he, he's finishing people in extraordinary fashion. It's like. You were able to watch this dude who could potentially be champion, be champion, and beat Max Holloway, Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, all these guys, and run that division for the next fucking whatever. Years. Yeah, I think he's 26, 25. He's, he's young. young. Yeah, he's he's young. Yeah, yeah, so it's like he has the opportunity to do that. Max Holloway is another one, which I don't, you know, I I don't know because I'm I'm kind of invested in the sport, so I don't really know if the casual fan would know who that is or if they do or not. But Max Holloway is another guy. Like this is an exciting dude to to see. Yeah. Like he's throwing he he's fucking banging it out in the middle of the ring with people. He's an exciting fight. And then now with the featherweight division, you get to see Ortega and him and Frankie Edgar. Those will probably be the top guys over there, uh, you know, for a while. And then you also have like you know Jeremy Stevens. You have Yair Rodriguez. Yep. Ricardo Emmett. Lamas, Cub Swanson. Like, these Bro, are all exciting guys in that division. Emmett just knocked off Ricardo Lamas with a crazy yeah, knockout. Yeah, yeah. Granted, he missed weight, but, like, yo, that knockout, he was unranked, I think, at the time. And Lamas was the number three fighter, so it was a late notice fight. Emmett jumped in, knocked him out, put himself right in contention now for a title fight. Yeah, it's That's like shit thing. like that can happen all the time. And Naganu Overeem set himself up for the title fight with a knockout mm-hmm. of Overeem. And, yo, knocked his fucking head off. Something I wanted to touch on that you said before about this sport is in a way it's it's like no other sport in the sense that yeah the fighter does make the does make the card especially when the fighter's name is the headliner right ufc 205 it's mcgregor diaz like that's up on the billboard yeah, yeah, too that's what it says yeah. on every when you see the poster and they usually showcase the top three fights the headliner is the their faces are the biggest ones on there. Right. And the unfortunate part with the UFC is, and I'm sure they've had these discussions, you know, behind the scenes, but they could they could groom me and want me to be the next guy, right? And I could have a two, three, five win streak. And then I get knocked out. It's like all this promotion and all this publicity for me and blowing smoke on my ass and and in interviews when they ask Dana White who's the next big thing and they say, Oh, this kid Nick is the next big thing. If I start losing 
Yo, how many times do you see people get signed to the UFC and two, three fights, they're out the UFC? Yeah. It's a, it's it happens. A, it's a tough it's a tough sport to make a name, too. Most contracts are like three, four, five contracts. Yeah. So you got to win three out of those four fights or two out of those three fights to keep your, you know, stay in the UFC. There's a lot of exciting shit that goes on. So just, you know, 219 that just passed. When I see this fight, like, obviously I want to see Holm and Cyborg because personally I thought, like, if anyone in that division is going to beat Cyborg, it's going to be Holm because yeah. I feel like her style, she could knock her out. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. she's a kickboxer and she, you saw, we saw what she did to fucking Rousey. He knocked her off her fucking high horse. Uh, and then you have Khabib and Edson Barboza, right? These are two guys that are exciting to watch. You know what I mean? Khabib, one of the most well-rounded fighters in the, in the UFC. You don't know if he's going to knock someone out, choke him out, or go to decision. Like, you have no idea what the hell's going to go on. Uh, and then, you know, even in the in the women's strawweight, Cynthia Calvillo, that's one of the girls that I love watching. Whenever she was she's the on the first fight, champion like, on the Ultimate Fighter. She beat Rose. Rose uh, Namajunas. Yeah, 115. So she was the first 115 champion. So, like, these are all fighters that I want to see. And, yeah, that card, too, like, Jacquezi. You skipped over it against Dan Holden. Yo, Jacquezi throws the wildest, oh, yeah, most unorthodox strikes. And you're like, yo, I kind of want to watch. Like, he's going to throw some wild head That kick. dude, he lost. But, like, even though he lost, like, it, crazy. The kicks that he throws are insane. Like, just watching that, you're like, you're like, he looks like a fucking ninja. Like, literally. Yeah, he has red hair. Like, that's just, like, that's some guy that's trying to market himself. Yeah, yeah. You know? Stand out. You know, African-American fighter. I forgot. He fights out of London. Uh, England. Britain. Yeah, England. Yeah. But he's from one of the African countries and he has like a Congo. Red, he's from a Yeah. He has a red Mohawk, like easy to distinguish, but uh, he's looking on a two fight losing streak, which is rough. He was a top prospect. Yeah. And it's really upsetting because, you know, most recently we were talking about Dana White and made some comments about uh fucking Usman, Kamar Usman. Usman. Yeah, but he also made comment. He's also said things in the past about fucking Tyron Woodley, which Tyron Woodley is a great champion. Like he's at the top of his, class and he had two shitty fights with Warner Boy. But that's part of the arts though. Like, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm trying to but, inter- trying but, to compare it to. It's like Tyron Woodley should be he is people know who he is, I think, because he is champion and he's he a does great, commentary too. Great commentary yeah, yeah. as well. So that guy probably gets more, you know but I think if he didn't do commentary, not a lot of people would actually know who he is. And he's the champion of this division that has a a, a bunch of guys in it that are that are great. And it's unfortunate because Against Wonder Boy, they had two boring fights because I mean, first of all, they barely threw any punches, like whatever. But I come kind of compared it to in baseball, you watch a crazy pitching matchup, and it's just like the score ends two zero, but it was like insane pitching, yeah. insane. One defense. guy went complete game, the other one was an eight casual game. fans like oh, I was boring game. I turned exactly. The There's no yeah. score, yeah. like, but it's like yo, that was like a great game, like you know what I mean, or like a, yeah. a defensive battle in the NFL that ends fucking ten three, and you're like yo, that was fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. It's like. But that was like a fucking good ass game. But that's the issue though. Yeah, that's the issue though. The the guy that, you know, our one friend that comes to the one pay per view a year and he tunes in and then he sees that. This is the title fight. This is the main attraction. This is why we all put in ten dollars to order the fight. And it's a it's a five round, twenty five minute decision with both guys looking like the fight didn't even start. No marks on their face. You could see why he would say, "Oh, that shit was whack." Right, and you but kinda, to us or to people that are fans and they understand the, the the defending a takedown or or getting a guy down, the the you know the X's and O's as they say, you appreciate that more because you also understand it. Right, and like recently, I went to a Ranger game. It was Rangers Capitals. Game ended zero zero. Went to a shootout. Like no goals in overtime either. It was one of the most exciting games I've ever been to, and yeah. it ended zero zero. The Rangers ended up winning in uh, in in a shootout, but. 
like during the game, it was just like you're on edge. It's like oh shit, like you know, uh, blah, blah. and with these fights, that's what happens too. I mean, that Woodley fight was a little, even I'll say, is a little boring. And it was very conservative on both sides, which is, but that's an anomaly. Like that doesn't really happen. You know what I mean? Those two fights, it was just, you know, at the end of the day, it was a good strategy. I mean, it ended up working out. He won the two fights. You know what I mean? But uh, like I said, that's an anomaly. Usually with these fights, it's like really good. There's some crazy moments and like that for the most part, but. I, I, if someone's not into the UFC, like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know how you're not, like, interested in this. Because, like, you know. You know what I think, like, initiated my passion for UFC was wrestling. Mm. Like, I was into wrestling my whole life growing up. And, and obviously, part of the arts is wrestling. Yeah. Professional wrestling. I mean, not professional wrestling. Like, the amateur wrestling. Right, yeah, right, the, right. The college wrestling, high school wrestling. Right. Yeah. Like, that carries over into the arts. Like, you hear a lot of people announce when Bruce Buffer announces them. He's like, oh, you know, a wrestler out of whatever, or a grappler, or you know, striker. Yeah, yeah. He announced them and shit. So like, my love for like wrestling was also violence. Mm. Got me into MMA and like real violence per se. You know, so that helped me too. And I also, if you don't like MMA, you must like Bruce Buffer. And Bruce Buffer <laughs> brings it fucking every. <laughs> <laughs> every main event, every card. He brings it like too much sometimes. I'm like, all right, nah. come on, let's get yeah. this fight going. Yo, he's, like he's blown out his knees. That's why he doesn't jump yeah, around he, anymore. Yeah. He's he's crazy crazy now. To stop now. That's, if he, Bruce Buffer brings it. That doesn't need. That tells you all you need to know about his energy when, Bro, when those fights start. Bruce Buffer's my guy, dude. The light heavyweight division. I mean, if John Jones was still here and fucking Rumble didn't retire, that idiot. Like, this would be another division that you're pretty much guaranteeing a knockout. The heavyweight division, there is going to be a knockout. Like, this Stipe Nagano fight is going to end a knockout no matter what. The middleweight division, this is another division where you're kind of like, these are nothing but exciting fights. It's like, I, I, don't, I couldn't really even pinpoint. Middleweight title on the line, Yoel uh, Rockhold in Orlando. No, not Orlando, 221. Yeah, how about this? Rockhold right. got pulled because of injury. How, how about this one? Whitaker got pulled. Let's get Whitaker. Yeah, he's dope. I like Whitaker. I think yeah. that's. What I was telling boss that's my favorite uh, division, the one eighty five. Yeah, one eighty five. I think is is my favorite. I went one. to a card in Long Island, which was uh, I like lightweight. Headlined lightweight, by lightweight Chris Weidman and Kevin Gastelum. That was a phenomenal fight. The lightweight so, division. I like like I'm, fourteen guys. That's what I said. I said I'm all about the forty fives and fifty fives. Yeah, I'm all about that. So, so how about this? How about how about the people listening now that are casual UFC fans? Yeah. What, what do you think is your favorite fight you've seen? If you had to pick one. Well, I guess this year there were some good well, ones. Well, just just in general, like I just, mean, there's YouTube, so you could just pull it up. Oh, I'm saying like all time. If you were to oh. if you were to go into a room, right, and no one has watched the UFC before, and they ask you to put on the best fight that would represent the UFC, or or a fight that's your favorite. See, but here's the thing. There's there's different things they could watch. So I, I would point people in the direction of one of my favorite knockouts was Dan Henderson and Bisping, mm. where he it looked like he killed him. Uh, Nagano just knocked out Overeem. That was another crazy fucking thing to see. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, a submission. One of the crazy... He, German suplexed him into an armbar. Lamb can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Like, that was out of control. So those are those are some fights right there. I uh, like the personally Roy Nelson versus Stefan Shrews. Stefan Shrews, if you don't know who he is, he's like a six foot eight yeah, heavyweight. Oh, the tower, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The skyscraper, I think his name. And is. Roy Nelson knocked his shit out, and he folded like Bisping. Yeah. In, in the fight you were talking about with Henderson. Uh, another fight, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Johnson. Uh, Justin Gaethje. Yes. Which was like a comeback. There was like nine different comebacks in that fight. The fight was amazing. The and it only went like a round and a half. If you type in Czech Congo into YouTube. 
a fight will pop up, and that one, you're like, this is fucking insane. Because he was literally out on his feet and managed to knock someone out. Like, it was wild. So these are all fights. Like, you're going to get... There's there's a bunch of different things. It's not just like knockouts. It's just like crazy fights. Uh, Rumble, uh, no, John Jones, uh, Gustafson. That's the one I would pick. That one you're like, this is out of control. No knock, no knockout there. It's just like it's it, wild. It's a 25 minute bar fight. And yo, even the McGregor McGregor uh, Diaz. I McGregor think, Diaz fights were ridiculous. I think both of them would be an attraction because. Also, the the reactions from the crowd play a big role, like the pops and shit. And yeah. when McGregor tapped and McGregor lost there, the crowd went bananas. And then also they had a bloodbath the second time around. Those are dope fights too. Where's my second belt? <laughs> Dude, Where's my second belt? The Namajunas and and Joanna Jacek fight was was fucking dope too. Yo, that yeah, like you should when you before you watch that fight, you should watch up like the le- the press conferences and leading stuff up, to leading up to that. See, this is another thing too. How so Rose was so like stoic and Joanna was like running her mouth. Those two, those two fighters, right? That fight, it's like the casual fan wouldn't know that, but if you were just like invested in the sport like a little. You would have seen that coming from a mile away. Yeah. You would have saw the lead up, and it would have made it so much better for you. Same and now, thing with Bisping you're gonna love GSP and like that same card. It was and Cody. That card was amazing. Like the build up was amazing. Yeah. Cody Dillashaw hated each other. That's another good fight to watch, by the way. Co- yeah. Cody Cruz was pretty dope too. Cause how Cody was showboating in the ring. Cody Cruz people, was a good fight. People, people like that. Ali. That's what made Ali famous. He's yeah. over there dancing he did around that against the Dillashaw too. Yeah. And. What, like he knocked Dillashaw down at the end of round one, and I was like, "Damn, Saved that by the belt, yeah, yeah could have yeah. ended right there." That was a good scrap, but that's what also makes the UFC great is the press conferences leading up to it. Like if if you're a casual fan and, and you're like, you know, I kind of want to see more of this, watch the press conferences. How do you guys feel about athletes crossing over, in particular wrestlers? I mean, Herschel Walker fought in in was it Bellator? Or he fought MMA. I for think a it little? was Bellator. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? CM Punk came over. CM Punk got embarrassed. Yeah, uh, but but then you know you can Brock Lesnar. He came over and Brock Lesnar is fucking again. That is an former champion. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, truth. Brock Lesnar is real. So like, how, how you guys feel about that? I'm I'm about it. I mean, if if they, I, I'm all about it if they deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. CM Punk didn't deserve to be on the face of this fucking thing. That's kind of disrespectful for the sport. And everyone else was fighting. That's I, I hear it. And yeah, he if if you're gonna cross over, you should be you should. And I understand the business aspect of it too. So I know that's the reason why he's on the thing, and it helps the sport in that way. Blah blah blah. But personally, I feel like if you're crossing over, you should still. Go through the ranks as, as you should. You shouldn't. I mean, he fought no Mickey special, Gall, who yeah. was unranked, new guy, like whatever. But they were like on the fucking poster. It's Yo, like, how about uh, Aaron Pico? The top Pico, that guy. They, oh, we were there. for So that, that was his another first, guy. His first bout. That was another guy that we were like that they hyped up, mm. and there was a lot of like viral videos about this kid being just He's like, like a twenty prodigy. years old, yeah, 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 yeah. world class wrestler. That fucking knocked. That, yo, that's why this sport is crazy because it's volatile. And, Anything and, can yeah, happen. and they hyped this kid up as a the the biggest MMA prospect ever. And did he make it thirty seconds? I don't know. You got but fucked then he, up. He slumped the next. Yeah, day then he slumped the next. Yeah, big nah, nah, yeah, that was like but, knockout of the but year. Still, f- first impression is a yeah, lasting impression. For sure, it is. For sure. It is. You know? Yo, so, how about um, Gokan Saki made his his UFC debut. He's if you don't know who he is, he's like a, a t- they call him the Turkish Tyson, mm. and he's uh he had like 80, he's a kickboxer. He had eighty three kickboxing wins in like 96 fights and uh his first fight was on a, a card that was exclusively on fight pass so it wasn't on tv or anything knocked the dude out he was getting tagged up pretty good it was a brazilian dude i forgot his name it's not coming to mind right now but yo 
knocked the dude out. Something he was supposed to fight again on. I think I think it was two nineteen, but he got injured. So, uh, but yo, Gokan Saki, he's still like relatively young, and he's a legend in Turkey. Yeah. He's like I said, the Turkish Tyson. How often do you hear someone referred to as Mike yeah, Tyson? Tyson, of, like he's yeah. got to have some sort of knockout power. And yo, Saki's an interesting prospect. He started his MMA career years ago, and he lost his first bout. Mm-hmm. Went back to kickboxing, came back this year. He's older now. I think he's in like in his mid thirties, thirty four, thirty three. Knocked the dude out, dude. It was it was fucking amazing. And now he's like, you know, he might have a chance in this MMA thing. What kind of what kind of knockouts are your favorite? Is, uh, it, is it head kicks? Is it just... Nah, I'm all about the... Like you said, like same thing with you. The one one, one shot kill. With the fist, though. Like the uppercut, the Nagano, nothing tough style. The Overeem. See, I would rather just see like... just like So one of the fights that I actually wanted to add to the list of like you should go watch... The last Yancey Medeiros fight against yes. Cowboy Alvarez. Yo, that I fight think that's was the one fucking you, ridiculous. I think that's the that's the fight you were talking about that was on... It wasn't prelim, but it was one of the first fights on the card. It and was Holloway Aldo. Yeah, and that shit stole the show. Yeah, it was uh it was wild. Like you didn't know who was gonna win. Someone had their nose broken like within seconds of the yeah, fight, yeah. And bled the whole way, and they were just like throwing haymakers back and forth and like you thought someone was getting uh su- submitted real quick. You know what I mean? Like and these are two guys that like I didn't even know. You became fans of them after you watched them. And right. now he's headlining in the ne- the next one of the next cards. Exactly. And you're like, cards, I'm going to fucking Medeiros see this dude Cowboy. fight. Yeah, I want to see this dude fight. So that's a fight. Like, at any point, this sport, it just will shock it, you. Yeah. And, and stars are born overnight. And, and it's a shame because the only way to get super stardom is to have... I, I, I don't know how... Like, with Connor, he talked his way into that. He hasn't beaten like legend after legend. Beat the shit out of every Eddie Alvarez, which is a great win. Outclass him completely, and beat uh fucking what's his name Jose Aldo. Aldo, and these those are huge wins. But I'm just saying like he doesn't have like John Jojo's career. Yeah, yo, you nowhere know what, near it. You know what I think helps they the viral moment, right? McGregor jumped into the stands to go confront Aldo when what was that his second or third fight in yeah. the UFC. But, you know, you're scrolling down Instagram and that pops up on a house of highlights. Yeah, like, who's this like, guy? Yo, who is this psycho? Oh, this guy. You start looking him up. You start Googling. Then you become a fan. Right. And and with, you know, a highlight reel knockout or a, a crazy like T-City, Brian Ortega put him in that what the standing guillotine he had him in. Yeah, that, that was wow. great. Dana White said no one. I've never seen anyone adjust their body like that. Yo, Connor has beat Max Holloway back in the day, though. Early, yeah. wasn't really like he was polished. super young. Yeah, and Poirier Max, though he beat Poirier, which is that's a, a good fight. Win. That's a good win too. But I'm saying like it's not like he has some crazy, you know, nah, like John Jones sure. has beaten like every legend there's every ever one. been. Yeah, yeah, been yeah. On top of like it's division. ridiculous, it, like all in a row too, like yeah, his, no breaks. And it's his hit ridiculous. list is crazy. So it's like you know, Conor McGregor's a great fighter. I'm not trying to say he's not, but I'm just saying like Mendez, you know, Mendez too. I mean. He also fought. What's his name in there? What's that fucking moron's name? Dennis Seaver. Dennis Seaver. Yeah. Yeah. I hate him. I got Chad Mendes's autograph. I remember that. He's you got beer garden. Square, beer right? garden. Yeah. It's lit. But I mean, all in all, I think that uh, it's a dope sport. Man. It is. It is. It is. And I, I think that when you get involved in it, it's it, you don't care about the media exposure. You're not like I don't like I don't. Yes, Conor McGregor and all these superstars are like cool and stuff, but there are like guys who are like in the middle of the pack who are just very exciting people to watch. It's just exciting for anybody. Like it has to be. You know what I mean? Because if you if you're interested in Conor McGregor, you should see these other guys too. 
Like Demetrius Johnson, like dude, watching that guy is remarkable. And he's a historic fighter too. Yeah, he's historic. He's has the most title defenses ever. He's had the belt since the belt came into existence at flyweight. It's ridiculous. Is it on you though to make yourself a star too? By like it is, it is, it is on you, but it's also it it is it is, but it also like. Like, yo, you're you a fighter. Like, yeah, I, I don't, fight. I don't have an answer to that. That's why I'm just asking. Like, I don't know. But, like, know yo, it's... look what the NBA does for basketball players. Because it's not like they're out here showing their personalities and shit. I just play the game and I'm good. And you guys market me. Yeah. Because it helps you make money. And they don't do that in the, in, but, in, in the MMA. But in when the they, but that's why it's so, like you said, it's volatile, right? And it's so hard to become a star because I could market you. UFC could get behind me. And then I... Lose your next fight. I lose my next fight. One then, hook. What, yeah, what, what good are what good am I to you? But yeah, but I I, I don't know. What, I, there's no reason for not body armor. We talked about this too. They recently sponsored like a couple UFC fighters. I know it was Cynthia Calvillo, who was undefeated, lost to Carlos Barzo, who you just talked about. Right. Cody lost to Dillashaw. Dillashaw, and Nagano's the other one. So you know, it's interesting to see. Nagano's like, winning that fight, man. You can't see. <laughs> it's interesting to see because like, like Nick said, like sponsorships or whoever you push. Sage Northcutt was someone they pushed big time, lost to Mickey Gall, and then lost another fight. He dropped two in a row, I believe, and then he took a year off because he was like, dude, I'm not like I'm not ready for this. Yo, right. that's another crazy thing. These dudes and these girls, you might see them fight, what, twice a year? Mm-hmm. That's crazy too, that's man. Another thing. It's tough to make your name when you're only appearing in the events three times a year. It's a tough sport. I mean, it depends. I mean, yo, with Bisping, what just happened with Bisping, that was like the I mean, weirdest thing ever. Stupid as hell. What was that? Who, I didn't know that was legal. That. Yeah, whoever okayed that was dumb. Oh, yeah. Picking up a fight, what, two weeks later? Yeah, Gaslam, Gaslam right after fucking got, beat the, like, knocked his head off. Right after he went to war with GSP. GSP, yeah. It's like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's that's on the organization there. I think he told him, like, if I take this fight, you got to give me another one. It was short notice, the Gaston one. So I forgot who he was supposed to fight on But, yo, card. you become a legend, though, by doing that. Yeah. Right? Like, he's respected by fans. He's respected, I'm guaranteed, by his peers because they know how hard it is. He's also a legend. He has like, uh, I think. Um, Who are you talking about? Jeremy Stevens just tied him for most bouts in UFC history. Who are you it's talking like about? Bisping. Oh, Bisping. Yeah, he's been. He has like twenty plus fights in the UFC. And, and you sure Jeremy Stevens is like, yo, my, Louis my card, 11th yeah. year in, in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You don't hear that. Like that's unheard of. And his record's like five hundred in the UFC. He's like thirteen and twelve. I do think it's on the fighters to. At, to some extent to make themselves into stars but at the same time I do think the UFC has to do more you know what helps sure. you know what helps fighters I think post fight interviews and the call out which is like the call out is like a big time thing now yeah but at the end of the day it's like yo I'm here to fight like I'm just gonna fight you know what I mean like I think the call out is what, huge which is what a lot of people say too yeah. like who, what do you what do you see next They're like oh whoever they put in front of me you know, I'll fight it's like now, but like everyone tries to follow the Conor McGregor formula and it's like, you can be someone else other than that. That's not the only way that this is going to work. And so when someone steps out of their character and they try to be someone like Conor McGregor and you could tell, it's like, then it comes off as corny. It's like, yo, you're trying hard yeah. to be like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you can, you can just be like Rose Namajunas. Who's not interested in that? And she's the complete opposite. And that's what she, she does not say a word. Joanna was saying, she's like, you won't be a good champion. Like, you don't talk. You can't handle media, all this. And it's like, she, her out. the complete opposite, where she just stood there. And it's like, that was the attraction. Like, this girl's not saying a word. This girl's talking all this shit. She's not saying anything back. And usually people are like talking shit back and forth, whatever. Nothing. And then fucking knocked her out. Who's not interested in that? You know what I mean? So I think it's like, 
it's as much on the fighters as it is the UFC, and the UFC doesn't. I don't think they do a good job of that. They find one person, they kind of run with it, like you know, blatantly. Conor, uh, Dana Dana White talks about Conor McGregor like he's the fucking his son. Yeah, like the godfather <laughs> of his kid or some shit. But it's like, dude, all right, you know, there's other people in this fucking sport that. Deserve some recognition. I want to go out there every like every two months and yeah, fight. that put on exciting fights too. And it's like, yo, you could market these people as well. But you know, I don't know what it is. But anyway, uh, yeah, Solid that's pretty talk. much all. That's pretty much all we wanted to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, um, I look forward to going to more UFC events. But I, if I was you, I would definitely, you know, even if you're not going to get the fight pass, just. I mean, like Go on look, YouTube, even yeah. Like I don't, I'm, I'm pretty big fan of the UFC. I don't have the fight pass, but I watch all the prelims. I watch all the cards now. Granted, I have the investment because I'm a piece of shit and I play DFS, but it, it it's dope, man. It's awesome. It, UFC did not pay us to promote them the way we we are. By the way, I know <laughs> we've been talking them up, but we just just, just a fan of just as fans of MMA, man. It's it's on the come up. It's a it's a dope sport. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Boss, where can they find you? At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. And Nick? LambVM10 on all social media. And guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagato and uh, follow the show at Veterans Minimum. And we're going to do some more open conversations like this in the Facts. future. Facts. Uh, let us know, man. Opinionated type shit. What you want to hear us talk about, I feel like. Yeah, you guys open, can let us know what you, what you want us to talk about. We'll talk about that. And uh, yeah, that is all. We'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.